0: Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Now, today is all about fitness. It's about endurance, okay? And don't worry, it's not as dull as it sounds. We're continuing the AI-generated uh, performance prep plan. I use the AI ChatGPT software to give me a plan and we're kind of rowing along to that. It works perfectly fine. Um, but uh, I actually had today's session as we're straight into a 45-minute endurance row, which I think is a little bit too long in terms of building up. So we've already done one 30-minute row. We're now gonna do a 35. 35- and then in the next week, we'll then do 40 and 45, okay? So today is just gonna be 35 minutes straight, and we're gonna do it at 20 strokes a minute. Now, I want you to pick an intensity here where it feels like, It's five out of 10 from an effort, okay? Your heart rate goes up. You feel the intensity going up a little bit. Your breathing's up, but it doesn't feel tough, okay? So find your sweet spot for that. It should feel as though you're like walking up a constant flight of stairs where you know you're working. You know that it's like, oh, this is good for me, but you're not gonna get tired out, okay? So uh, usually if you're a well-trained rower, this is gonna be run about 2K plus 18 to to kind of 2K plus 20 um, if you've kind of got good core fitness anyway. But if you are just coming back and you're kind of getting yourself sharpened up for performance, you might want to back off a few more seconds off that to keep it down at that five out of ten intensity. Alright. Um, in terms of heart rate training, this means you want to be down at that UT2 zone, or uh, I'm gonna be like blue green from my my zone zone. Okay, zone, zone, zone. Right, but before we get into today's row, we have to do a four-minute warm-up and we have to set up our machine. Now, the concept two that means going and setting a drag factor to where you want it to be first. If you don't know where you want it to be, then just set it between like four and five, because too low isn't a problem, too high is when it gets a little bit tricky next up if you can set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up you don't have to look down and finally adjust those foot stretchers so that you can come to the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position Woo-hoo, nice and comfortable if you're uh, to set too high uh, then it can be a bit tricky to get to there if you're set too low you can quite easily go scooting straight past uh, which just loses power and things okay so we're going to do this warm up and run about 20 strokes a minute and I want you to ease into it and then kind of gradually build, gradually build intensity over the first two minutes okay here we go in three two one let's go so i feel i'm speaking faster and faster in these intros because i'm trying to just get into rowing as quick as possible but i can't quite work out how to shave off the stuff i say at the start i need to explain what the session is and what the intensity is going to be Because otherwise you're like well do i want to do this one so yeah, try and get it through it, and then it means I'm speaking really fast. So apologies. <clears throat> so, like I say, this warm up, use it as a chance for your body to well warm up. Okay, so you don't want to really hit this full guns blazing, especially on today's session. It's a low intensity row anyway, so, so you can use this four minute warm up to just get your body moving open up those angles not really worry about any kind of intensity here just make sure you've got that timing right between the push of your feet and your hands connecting to the machine and then pushing with those feet to get the power in swing your back From a forwards tilt to a backwards tilt. Arms nice and straight at the front of the stroke. I'll talk more, hopefully, in an interesting way, (laughs) about technique during today's row. So don't worry if you didn't quite catch that. I'm not just going to talk technique the whole time, don't worry. I'll think of something else to say okay few more strokes and then we'll put one foot on the ground and do some single leg rowing so here we go one foot out on the ground continue rowing just realized i've got my big kind of high sport socks on today with a nice orange logo on it of <laughs> the most attractive socks in the world sorry I'm back to rowing in socks again for a while just to get back to how it feels. Let's take one more here, swap feet. Whee! I was rowing in shoes for the past six months again while I was training for high rocks because there was so much running involved, you kind of have to wear shoes but I didn't want to waste time taking my shoes off in the race. So I'm back, back to socks again for a wee while. Okay, both feet back into the straps, keep your legs straight and then roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back and then pull in your arms. So swing, pull, arms out and then rock forwards again. So you really should feel like you're initially connecting with that back swing. That's what picks up the weight of the flywheel and then you pull in with the arms. Let's do two more here and then we'll roll to the front. Arms straight, forward tilt, push with the legs. Try to hold this forward tilt and arm straight position as you push with the legs. You might have a small recoil at the back but the important part here is that you really think about the power just coming with the legs because then, when you add in the back swing and the arm pull that we've practiced before, that then gives you more power. Whoosh, okay? So it comes from the legs, then the back, then the arms. Right, so have a quick drink. Just keep on sliding up and down the rail, and I'll quickly explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay, once again, then what we're doing today is just 35 minutes straight at 20 strokes a minute at a nice low intensity okay it's really important you keep that at low intensity obviously there's a band where it's too low and you don't feel like you're working but it's also an important band where you just go a little bit too high and you're not getting the benefits from this kind of a session I'll talk more about the benefits of the session in the main row because we're 35 minutes ahead of us but I just want to say don't go too hard okay so um, possibly even the pace you were doing that warm-up at just then is perfect for you especially as being this is the 35 minute row and things will drift as time goes on but you want to make sure it's Feeling enough that you know you got to work out of it, but not so much that you think you're gonna to have to lie down on the floor afterwards, or that you have to kind of push in order to keep up. This should never feel tough, okay? It should always just kind of feel that kind of manageable thing. Hopefully, that makes sense. Okay, so we're gonna get into this because there's no point in me talking uh, now. So, I have if you haven't already, have a quick drink, and then we'll get started. In three, two, one, let's go now 20 strokes a minute is a really nice rate for quite a few reasons first of them being it's one stroke every 3 seconds so you can just look at the counter and count down and freeze okay? and that will then give you your stroke rate you don't have to think about anything else other than making sure you take the drive of your stroke at every three second point. It's not like 22 or something where it's a little bit tricky to get the timing right. Here, you just make sure you're going down in threes. But it also means that you can split the stroke up into the correct ratio which is one second drive, two seconds recover at 20 strokes a minute. That gives a two to one or one to two ratio, depending on how you're attacking your ratio. But the point is a nice, powerful drive with a longer recovery because who wouldn't want to spend longer recovering or you think about it this is a 35 minute row divided by 3 oh hang on can't do that maths so 11 1140 is that right? yeah So that's 23 minutes and 20 seconds that you will spend just recovering if you go at a 2 to 1 or 1 to 2 ratio. Which actually makes it sound quite lazy, to be honest. We're only actually driving for 11 minutes and 40 seconds what do you think about that I think maybe I should be working harder but the point is that's why you have a powerful drive that's why you put in effort do your drive you're not taking a limp, easy stroke and trying to kind of even out work and recovery. Effort, and then lots of recovery. Effort, lots of recovery. And that way, you get time to not only recover but to make sure your body is in the right position for the next stroke. So if you're rushing backwards and forwards, it's quite easy to just throw yourself around the rowing machine. Whereas with two seconds, two whole seconds of recovery, you can fit in so much so you can go arms, rock, knees arms, rock, knees and a nice fluid move to make sure you're ready in the right position for the next stroke because if you a rush forwards, a lurch. This is when this weirdness comes in, where you're trying to compensate for either a slower drive or a faster recovery. You lose control, you lose consistency. And that way you lose power and efficiency. But after all, that's why I keep wanging on about technique and things. Power, efficiency and injury prevention. I just want you to be able to row as much as you want. if injury keeps you off the machine because you've got poor technique that's no use to anyone is it like i've just you may have noticed there's been a couple of days pause between session three and session four which we're doing right now of this plan because well done something to my elbow lifting weights my ulnar nerve just seems inflamed and sore and that's because when it comes to bench presses I have a terrible technique and so I'm now having to take time away from lifting weights while I recover but the good news is that I can row and I'm hoping that's because I don't have a jerky technique that would aggravate my elbow so yeah so injury can keep you off the machine trust me I've been there even from a rowing point of view when I first started rowing and racing I used to row with a drag factor of around about 185 so on a clean machine that was the lever up at of about 8 remember, lever does not give you a satisfactory comparable resistance from machine to machine my machine on 8 is going to feel totally different to your machine with a lever at 8 Anyway, I digress, I digress. So, really high drag factor, and I was, uh, as much as I thought I had a good technique, I would swing my back too soon. Subtle, if you can see it, but my back would be already pointing backwards, and so therefore, I'd have to pull a lot more with my arm which I can feel it up in my forearm just demonstrating that to you so I stopped doing that and anyway it doesn't feel too tough when rowing at this kind of a pace But I was training for 2k races and putting everything I could into the machine. I ended up with stress fractures in my ribs just because of the the tugging basically of the the muscle like off the the ribs and then inflaming the intercostal costal muscles and the lining between them and the ribs which to be honest that was enough (laughs) without even thinking about stress fractures and so I had to endure quite considerable pain through January and February of 2000. 15 because I had a ticket to the world championships in Boston and it was my first one and I hadn't paid any cancellation insurance and so trained through it with my rubbish technique on a drag factor that was too high managed to get through the race, came fourth, which is a bit disappointing, all the way from Scotland to Boston, to come fourth. But still, fourth in the world, for my age and weight. I'll still take that. But anyway, I then... Had to address the problem. There was like two months that I couldn't row for while I waited for my chest to heal. And that really set me back from a training point of view. Good news, got a good thing that came out of it, I suppose was in that time I did quite a lot of research into why I'd got injured. Found out it was a combination of poor technique with too high a drag factor for too many sessions. Because you can row with a high drag factor. You just have to understand that from a physiological point of view, the heavier the stroke feels, the more it comes or becomes about muscles and straining against the weight of the stroke with that increase in drag factor. So short rows, 100 meter, 1 minute, possibly 500s, you can have a higher drag, and as long as you're not doing like 20 of them a day for a couple of months, your body will probably just deal with it. I was doing like 30 minute time trials every couple of nights at that high drag and with poor technique and then trying to do this low intensity stuff as well which can often be a bigger culprit because a higher drag factor causes the flywheel to slow down even faster than a lower one so a 20 strokes a minute low intensity row my flywheel would be slowing down a lot I'd really be heaving against it to get it moving So what I should really have been doing is rowing with a drag factor like I've got now, 140 for most of the sessions. And then only doing the kind of top intensity, race intensity stuff up at max. because the thing about drag factor and the control and the concept too or even the resistance on water rowers and most rowing machines is it's not just about replicating the fuel of rowing on the water it's also about finding the right setting for you and for the session that you're rowing, or at least making sure it's at an optimal range for most of your rows. And then if you are doing short, sharp sprints, finding out how high you can raise the drag before it starts to negatively impact you. So again, you don't want to get to a point where you can't continue. And so if you have any machine set up so that, say you've got this 35 minute row ahead of you, you set your machine up so that, oh, excuse me, uh, it's really, really heavy. Lots of resistance. It may be that you get halfway through that row and you have to stop, not because you're too tired from a cardio point of view but literally just because your muscles are like sorry mate we've had enough we're out of here and you just can't continue or the flip side to that is that you set it too light and so in order to get up to speed your you're like an engine purring along at 40 strokes a minute. And then halfway through the row, even though your muscles aren't worn out, your cardio is. And you're like, can't breathe anymore. Got to stop. So what you want to find is a setting that lets you Row for as long as you want, but also at an intensity that you want. And remember, on a concept, too, and a water rower, to be honest, the resistance you feel is mostly controlled by how much power you put into the machine. So I can limp up and down through the stroke not putting much power in but still holding 20 strokes a minute or I can push harder with my legs get a good feel from the stroke but not feel like I'm over powering it and that I'm going to run out of energy soon Or, of course, I can really power into the machine and it feels like I'm rowing a Viking ship across the ocean. And you ideally want the middle one. Anyway, sorry. Crikey, that was a long time just talking drag factor <laughs> truth is I'm making a proper standalone video about it right now I did just upload two videos kind of going over what I just said about the difference it makes pushing the power into the machine so go and check them out if you haven't already but keep an eye out for a longer one which really does go a bit deeper into how the resistance and the Concept you works and I know this is a good time to give a shout out to the water rowers out there I don't want to feel like I'm alienating you forgetting about you because the truth is I do tend to talk about this stuff from a Concept2 point of view I don't often throw that much info towards the water rowers in fact somebody left a YouTube comment saying it'd be nice to have a few sessions where I was on the water rower instead of Concept 2. And you know what? They were 100% right. Unfortunately, what I have is a Concept 2 and a water rower even second hand looking on Gumtree and Facebook marketplace is like seven nine hundred pounds say about eleven hundred dollars and you have to remember, I don't charge anything for what I do here on roll Along. So, apart from the donations I gratefully, very gratefully receive to either PayPal or Patreon or the small amount I get from the adverts that run before the videos I don't make money from doing this so if I were to go out and buy a water rower just for the sake of a change or a little bit of variation that would be pretty much my entire earnings wiped out. So either I start properly monetizing row along in order to satisfy those requests or I just wait, see if I can find somewhere, someone with a water rower, and hopefully, one day make a few sessions. <laughs> and unless somebody wants to donate <laughs> a water rower or £900, I'll go with the I'll wait option because I don't want to monetize. Roll along for a few reasons. First and foremost, I want this just to be an entirely free resource for people to go to. That there will always be free access to these videos, one way or another not to say I'll never look at ways to also make money but there will always be row along on YouTube for free so I don't want to have a paywall is what I'm saying I don't ever want like to release a plan and you get two weeks into it, and then suddenly I'm like, hey, in order to continue, give me your money. (laughs) That will never happen. So yeah. But the other thing, there you go, 10 minutes to go. The other thing is, as I said before, if I were to Start charging, I would then be entering properly the world of my competitors, of all the other coaches on the internet, whether they're YouTube based or whether they're just coaches who offer their services via messenger and things. There's loads of them out there. It's quite a crowded market. And so competing with them would be too tough. Or at least I'd probably get a few people who pay me, I hope. <laughs> but I'd lose everybody else. And I've kind of grown accustomed to seeing you all here, to seeing the familiar names Esther and Doug, Brock, uh, Grace. I'm trying to, don't make me remember names. I'm just gonna start. There's James and Mike, Steve, Colin. <laughs> I'm gonna stop, okay? Sorry. Apologies to all the Sharitas and Crystals and Caitlins out there that I haven't shouted out to, but, but yeah, so another thing is I'd have to really up my professional game I couldn't just sit down and have a completely free form stream of consciousness chat like I have today I mean my (laughs) intention was I'd talk technique today because I haven't really in this plan so far so apart from talking a little bit about it when I was talking about stroke ratio I completely missed that boat although we do have 7 minutes left but I just think it take all of the fun out of it for me if I suddenly had to be a professional presenter type and I think it would take all the fun out of it for you as well because in fact last week I recorded a podcast with the Steady State people take a look on wherever you get your podcasts You'll see my wee face pop up. I think episode, I want to say 37. It might be 96. Who Who knows? But anyway, they were saying that they took a deep dive into my back history on here. The first rows I did when I was in the CrossFit gym before I changed the name to row along. And truth is when I was trying to be a very straight hello, come to me for some coaching. This is what we're doing today. Haha style presenter. It was just really flat. And it was no wonder the early videos took a while to take off although ironically it's one of those videos that our long one is the one that has the highest views (laughs) for my channel so maybe I should just go back to just talking very straight and presenter-like but yeah how long I do that I don't think I mean even if I had a script where I always followed the same hits I think you'd possibly just get a bit bored of that as well I mean (laughs) there's jeopardy to doing one of my rows But you just don't know (laughs) you just don't know what I'm going to say so it could be one where I am very straight talking technique and it's not really a fun laugh a minute row or it could be one of those Friday rows where I've gone a little bit gung-ho because I know I'm getting spaghetti bolognese at night. See the last session for that. Uh, or it could just be one of these kind of meandery ones. But then I think sometimes... But it's a 35 minute row especially when there's no rests there's no change in pace it just ticks along for 35 minutes I mean this is the kind of row where if I'm doing it on my own I'll tend to put a podcast on not music because I just lock into the rhythm and the intensity and just have to hold it for 35 minutes and not give up because I'm bored. And so I think that's what this kind of row lends itself to is just me chattering away You just roll on going, crikey, what's he on about now? And you kind of endure (laughs) what I'm talking about. In fact, that's why today is an endurance row. It's not just about building your fitness, getting your endurance for rowing up, it's also about enduring my chat. (laughs) Not really selling myself well am I? But like I say in all my stuff, I'm here to distract you, to motivate you and hopefully entertain you. That's not to say you always get all three. if if there's one that's important it's distract think if i can help get you through like a 35 minute row where you may have maybe you broke the 8000 meter marker maybe you broke 7000 maybe six who knows i don't know how fast you're rowing now this bit my tongue hence why I said (laughs) 6 but 5 distracted you enough to get you through the 35 minute row and maybe any other day listening to music or the stuff you should know podcast maybe you would have given up 20 minutes into it because you're like oh, i'm just not feeling it whereas because i'm talking this rowy stuff the whole time maybe you stuck with it okay one more stroke Whew. there we go <sighs> right have a quick drink and we'll get straight into a two minute cool down that shouldn't have been so intense that you have to have a full on uh, uh, at the end so my heart rate's 130 bpm which is about 55% of my max and yeah I've recovered about 5 beats so that just shows intensity wise where I was so that was slap banging the UT2 for me nope, right so I'm going to do a 2 minute cool down so just stay at that intensity that you just rode at, and then ease off over this two minutes. Here we go in three, two, one, let's go. And we might as well just let's just tighten up our technique over this two minutes, okay? I said before that the cool down is a good time to just lock in your technique. There's always a chance of fatigue had set in over the past 35 minutes that you were starting to kind of lose your posture and slump maybe as you were coming forward so now you can slow down your stroke you can reduce the amount of push that you're putting in from your legs so you're no longer worrying about fighting the weight of the machine okay so I'm at 18 strokes a minute I can just push lighter with my legs still at 18, and I've just dropped 20 seconds pace because I am no longer pushing with my legs that hard, but I'm still holding 18 strokes a minute. Or I can push a little bit harder, I can feel the connection of my feet to my arms again, and I've gone 30 seconds faster just by pushing with my feet and connecting the power to the machine. So that can be a good drill to do is just to take yourself up through the power, starting off softly, then adding power in, making sure to keep the angles right. So forest tilt, arms straight as you push, hold those arms straight and the forest tilt until at least halfway through the leg drive, and then swing and pull in your arms. And then you can just attenuate your power as you're doing that, just to get used to the feeling of adding in or reducing power. There we go, two minutes done. So, let's finish off with some stretching. Got two options. your John will take you through some stretching. Look at his little grumpy face, oh he's so cute. Or I will take you through some stretching on the machine. So, put your feet back in the straps if you're doing this. Legs nice and straight, hands in the air. Fold forwards. And if you get that fold right, so you're not slumping through your lower back, you're not rounding your upper back or anything. You should feel that that fold forwards tight or stretches, yeah, not tightens, but stretches your hamstrings. Okay? So think, think about the angle of your back, how you fold forwards. Think about whether you don't want to lock your knees down and backwards, but you also want to make sure that they're nice and straight. If you've got too soft a bend to your knees, you're not going to get that stretch. Okay? So find the angle that works for you is really all I'm saying. Right, there we go let's get this the right way round just right around. round yeah cool <laughs> glutes we're doing next so put one leg up on the rail or on the floor if you're doing this on the floor and then bring one leg up and over so that the heel is in the crook of your knee bring that knee across your body so you have a straight line between your face your knee and your foot hold the knee in place with one arm and then I hold on to the back of the machine just for stability but rotate round and kind of downish into that glute and the rotation will then kind of stretch everything around in that area and you should feel like a radiation of that stretch okay so it'll, it'll have a, like a nucleus of where right that stretch is right here but then it should then just kind of like spread out okay like I say radiate out and that's you kind of, kind of getting everything up through there so it's a really useful stretch to do for your glutes so useful we're going to do it now the other leg so I will turn my back to you but you can see the lovely redness of my new polo shirt I think it's a bit big even though it's the medium um, yeah the, the I suppose it's a good thing but the the shop that I use to make all of my t-shirts the certainly for the uh, wicking sports technical that's the word I'm looking for technical shirts um, like I, I wear they're all mediums and they're all like a little on the baggy side if you kind of want that I wouldn't want it to be like tight tight for many, many reasons. Right, I'm standing up to do quads next. Uh, rest one hand on the monitor, then flick my foot behind me, like the other foot, obviously the opposite foot, and then hold the heel up against my backside, and then just by creating a little bit of tension, oh, I'm gonna fall. A little bit of tension there, I'll create a stretch into my quads. As you can see, I'm kind of, <laughs> I am wobbling a little bit. So by standing next to the machine, I can just quickly. Uh, yeah, I can quickly support myself. It's just, yeah, I don't know whether... I mean, I've said before, I, I've, I'd stopped stretching as much while not recording the roll for a while. Um, so that's definitely had an impact on my ability to stretch. But also just, it's funny just being back in socks again. Um, so I just changed legs, that's what that noise was for podcast people. That, ooh! <laughs> um, yeah, it's because I'm now in socks again, and I don't have the stability of my shoes and I'm now kind of rocking around over the arches of my feet and I've got quite high arches I think that's not helping when it comes to my stability but which is all a good thing because it means that I can teach that support and stability again maybe I was relying on my shoes too much right I'm going to come down and I'm going to do hip flexors so one foot in front of you with your knee above your ankle so you get a nice 90 degree angle other foot is behind you and you've got a 90 degree angle with that knee okay you see hopefully yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to send my body forwards hey, try not to knock the handle out of the holder while I do this and I keep my toes up um, at the back of here uh, yeah up yes yeah, so the toes are on the ground heels up that's what I'm looking for It's my heels up not my toes um and that gives me a better stretch I've said this in previous videos that this gives me a better stretch some people prefer to have the toes on the ground and say that that gives them a better stretch it doesn't for me it could well be that I have such a limited range of motion that that is uh, causing an issue now I'm going to, before I swap legs I'm going to quickly run over to the camera and I need to change the light there oh, sorry, me again well, I can tell quick, it's bright now obviously I meant battery, not light I wasn't changing the entire light but okay, right, so we're going to sh- swap legs there we go and they do the exact same thing so just keep a good posture as you sink everything forwards okay if you lean forwards with your upper or lower back it kind of makes this stretch a little bit futile it's quite important that you kind of you feel that isolation through your hip flexors if this is what you're trying to stretch and remember this is when I I shall summon the great Jeff Cavalier Jeff where are you come to me oh he's not, okay, Uh, but but he's got, just search uh, X hip flexors, and he's got tests that you can do to see if you really need to be stretching your hip flexors or not, because often it's like tight hamstrings or tight quads, that's the problem and not your hip flexors, so shoulders next, hand out in front of you, hi, and then bring it across your body, hold it in place with your other arm by kind of hooking it over, Um, and uh, yeah, and hold it in place, and that should just create just enough tension across your shoulders to give it a nice stretch my watch is asking if I ended my workout it keeps buzzing at me I can't reach it with my nose <laughs> where am I at? <laughs> yeah, is my my zone still Look. ta-da that's my MyZone. zone where are we where? Oh, I'm I'm on white or grey can't see what colour it's flashing sorry that's going to be poor sound as I do that isn't it but this is the the heart rate monitor I'm using now is a MyZone switch put it across the arm so not that I so I've just changed arm sorry um, not that I want to turn this into. I'm going to make a video about the MyZone heart rate monitors because I never quite understood what made them so special compared to just a Polar or Garmin or or whatever, just like a standard heart rate monitor. But actually, now that I've got one, uh, got the the switch which which works. You, you have one fitting for your wrist, one for your arm, and one to change the same the same sensor uh, into a chest strap as well. So it's really handy. That's why it's called a switch because you can switch where you wear it. Um, but actually it's the community and everything else you get from my zone that I'm like oh that's why they're so popular quite expensive it must be said but I do have a code that gets lots of money off so check so basically keep an eye out for for the video I'm going to make uh, right um, what we're we doing next biceps so hands behind you like you're doing a ski jump wee and then rotate your thumbs outwards okay and then you will hopefully stretch the long head of your bicep if you're doing it right Oh, that's my phone telling me it's 7 o'clock, which means my dinner's going to be ready. So I'm going to have to get this over and done with quite nice and quick. I'm having a nice chorizo rice thing tonight, which I'm really looking forward to. Things think it's chorizo rice and chicken. That's mm. so why I wanted to do the roll first and then eat that, because that's going to be quite spicy. Didn't do forearms, so let's quickly do that. So hands, so i had hardly ever do this sideways. So hands in front of you, in front of your face. Push your hands together and then bring them down in front of your body. Um... And you should get like a uh, right angle between your hands and your forearms. And as you continue to press, you should feel like underneath your arms and your forearms and your wrists should get nice stretch from this. And if you're kind of pushing your fingers together as well, just having that tension between your two fingers you should stretch your fingers a little bit as well, which having been hooked over the handle for the past 35 minutes in today's row. It's quite a nice idea to give a stretch to your fingers. So, finally, let's do triceps. So, one hand up in the air, and then it comes down and touches your spine. It's your elbows pointing mostly up to the sky. Then use your other your yeah, your other hand to just help your triceps go, uh, or your elbow point a little bit higher, and you should feel a nice little stretch here. I've got to be careful here, because it's this elbow that has got the weirdness on the ulnar nerve. I can feel it's like when I'm, when I'm doing bicep curls or whatever. I can actually see a kind of a clicking going on in the pointy bit of my elbow I got a boo. <laughs> swap arms see I've got to be careful I've got like I've got a strap to put round it and stuff but it does nothing um, I just have to get yeah. rest is the only way so I just have to just not do weights for a while which isn't nice but the best thing to do when it comes to injury is take care of it and not try and ply through it because I'm not 18 anymore that's for sure right okay so that's me done stretching and that's us done with today's session. The last thing to give out is a hashtag because I haven't really been doing the hashtag thing. I think we had, do we not have hashtag Harry Potter and the Spaghetti Bolognese on the last one? Um, but today we're going to call, we're going to, it's going to be endure. Okay, not endurance because that's obviously the point of the role was endurance. But today it was about endure because you have to endure my chat. <laughs> Um, I shouldn't really be ne- I'm not being negative uh, when, I, when I talk about stuff like that I, I just think uh, that, that there are times where I'm it's like I've, I've I've just taken something which I don't I don't take I don't take anything any kind of stimulant other than caffeine but sometimes there's times where I've clearly I'm um, I'm on another plane and I'm just what, what, what is he on about like when I was singing the butt, butt song and stuff but there's other times where I'm a little bit more kind of like yeah whatever and I get lost a little bit talking technical like drag factor and stuff like today but hopefully that's okay so do let me know whether, whether the kind of the more dry or stuff like today whether you're like you know what actually just tell us a joke from time to time because um, I know ages ago about a year and a half ago someone actually said yeah I like them from a technique point of view but he's quite dry in what he says and I was like oh quite quite sad about that but then I don't want to be we don't need another hey come on hey crew let's go hey right here we go let's wish and fire coming off and stuff we don't need another one of them on the internet I have a little niche and you're all along with me the ones that watch so thank you so much for being in my little niche and you never know maybe one day kind of like Bob Harris the amount of times I talk about him and I've not I can never remember his name the painting guy Whichever, it just becomes kind of soporific after a while. Soporific. After a while, you just kind of watch them and go, ah, I'm kind of hoping that's the kind of crowd that I get in without the fuzzy hair. Um, Maybe, I'll. in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop in a second. Right before, right after I say goodbye, I'm going to stop and I'm going to hold my position. And that's going to be my thumbnail that I'm going to take and I'm going to give myself Bob, what's-his-face, Is Bob Harris, painter Bob's hair. I might even kind of get my little easel thing, right? So anyway, so I'm going to say goodbye. Um, thank you so much for doing this one and really seriously for putting up with me. I will see you in the next row. Until then, take care, be well. Bye-bye.